Welcome to another episode of Tell Me This. I am your host, Carrie Borkowski, and I know for the last few weeks I have been kicking it old school with some solo episodes, and I am excited to let you know that this week's episode features a guest, and it was less of an interview, more of a conversation. It was with my mom, and I'm really excited to share this conversation just to give a little background My mom and I decided to share this conversation with the audience because we felt like it had, I don't know, lots of universal themes that that were weaved, woven through it. And I think given that this podcast is about belonging, connection, community, learning and growing and learning to do hard things and to live in hard things that you know, we've talked about my book on here, Dancing with Discomfort, and I think my mom and I have realized, and I definitely have realized, and partly why I invited her on, was that um, we've we've had a journey, <laughs> and it's been a rocky journey, and a fun journey, and a joyful journey, and a and a hard journey, and, and quite frankly, at the end of the day, I think what I recognized is that maybe as a young person, I wanted everything to fit in a nice category of yes and no, good and bad, right and wrong, you know, and I just, I'm just not convinced um, that that's the way that life works. And so, you know, as my mom pointed out, we are continuing on our journey. We continue to learn. We are trying to communicate more and be better for each other and be better Um, you know, so that we can be better for others. And we thought that it would be fun to share a conversation and some thoughts that we've been, I don't know, we've both been reflecting on individually and perhaps hadn't talked about together. And I think we both agreed at the end of the conversation that it was a first conversation. Like many things, it's a work in progress. And so I'm hoping, I haven't invited her yet, but I'm hoping maybe we'll do a part two um, you know, and continue the conversation and maybe dig into some some parts of this. So I hope you enjoy this conversation that I had with my mom on, I don't know, our journey together. So hope you enjoy and I look forward to hearing from folks who listen. Take care, everybody. Well, welcome back to another episode of Tell Me This. I am your host, Carrie Workowski, and I know my next guest is nervous, but I am super excited um, to introduce everybody to my mom. So my mom, Kathy Borkowski, is joining me today. I guess, mom, if, if we had said to each other several years ago that we'd be sitting down and having a conversation on a podcast, we probably wouldn't have realized that was going to happen. What do you think? Yeah, no way. No way. <laughs> well, I ever thought this was going to happen. <laughs> no way. I know, right? So, and what I want to share with the audience before we jump in is what my mom and I realized when we were sort of prepping for this podcast is we're going to have a conversation on the podcast that honestly, in our years together, we won't, mom, we won't tell them how many years in our years together, (laughs) (laughs) in our years together, we realized that we haven't really ever had this conversation explicitly. We've certainly talked about, you know, events within it, but it'll be, um, so we're kind of excited to see where it goes as well. So, um, mom, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you also for, um, for being one of our biggest fans. I feel like I'm, I'm so lucky that you, <laughs> yeah. you listen uh, yeah. to so many episodes. I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. It's very good. Yeah. It's awesome. So mm-hmm. we thought, um, as many of our listeners know, uh, mom, and I know, you know, I, I talk often of, um, you know, Sarah and Bob Downey, and mm-hmm. those are your parents or your parents. Right. And so I thought it would be fun to start our conversation with just, you know, I mean, just a little bit of your story. So, um, you know, talk, talk to us a little bit about, you know, your story. What was it like growing up with, with Eileen and, and Bobby? <laughs> well, it was, it was wonderful. Uh, I think that my sisters and brother and myself were very fortunate to have the parents that we did have. 
And we grew up in a very middle class neighborhood and um, it was a very nice neighborhood where you did feel like you did belong. Mm. And we had our family, all of our family, grandparents, uh, cousins, aunts and uncles were all, all within 20, 30 miles away mm. from us. So we had, we had lots of support and lots mm. of people there that we could call on if, if we needed to. Yeah. So it was a real belonging life in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. in my own home, and and in my um, in my family too. Yeah. So you had so you had lots of people around because, like, um, for folks who don't know, just in your immediate family, you had you know two sisters and a brother. So we're talking about a right. big clan here. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah. and we went, and even as young siblings, we were very supportive of each other. Mm. Now we could we could take a whack at each other <laughs> from time to time, but if anybody else tried to, there there'd be big trouble. Mm, yes, <laughs> uh, ha- having having a brother myself, I understand exactly what you're talking about with that <laughs> dynamic. It was easy to turn on each other, but no, don't let anybody else turn on you for sure. So, so but, you mentioned you mentioned a couple of times, um, you know this this sense of belonging both in your family and also really in the surrounding community with all your family and cousins and whatnot. I'm wondering, can you sort of say a little bit more about that? Like when you say belonging, what does that mean to you or what does it look like for you? Well, to me, it means being part of a family, a neighborhood, a club, a group, a church where you, you are supported and where you are respected and um, you know that you can count on this this group of pe- people mm. and they help you in your growth as you go along through your life. Yeah, absolutely. What do you remember? I'm I mean, I'm really curious because, you know, as as we shared at, when we were prepping, one of the wonderful things about, you know, families and relationships is I knew grandma Eileen Downey as my grandma and you mm-hmm. knew her as my grandmother, but also, you know, as your mother. And so, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't have that sort of perspective. So I'm wondering when you think about your neighborhood and your family and belonging, can you just share like either a story or an example of, you know, when grandma, your mom and pop-pop really, you know, you, you made you feel that sense of belonging that you just described, like, what did it look like, you know, in your family? Mm-hmm. Well, we spent all the t- uh, all of our time as a family mm. so that was that was one way I mean mom and dad uh, did everything with us in their spare time they both worked and uh, and dad did have have some some bad hours but mm. when they were home the, we roller skated we ice skated we water skied we had a place at, at the at the beach on the Magathy River mm-hmm. and every summer the day that school was out we were all packed up and, and that's where we would go. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we really did do everything together. Mm-hmm. Well, we were very lucky because mom and dad were young for most of their lives. Yes. And it was almost like uh, they grew up with us, mm-hmm. and oh. which, which is, you know, kind of a nice thing. Yeah, it is. It is. You're right. They were, I mean, they were definitely young. And they were young grandparents too, because I can remember as a kid, you know, riding the waves with my grandparents yes. in, the, in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to joke with you when I was in college and I joked with my friends and my friends thought I was funny that I would spend my spring breaks in Orlando with my grandparents. And sometimes I had taken a friend, Roxanne, you remember Roxanne. Yes, sure. She and I had gone down to Florida and we went to SeaWorld because they had passes to SeaWorld, if you remember and the funniest thing is, so I was a college student and trying to keep up with my grandparents <laughs> was not always easy. So I know yes. what you're talking about. Yeah, it wasn't always easy. Yeah, and they were they they were really hard to uh, um, to try to, to to hold up to their standards mm. was, was pretty tough mm. because they they were they were pretty happy with themselves, with each other, and with, with other people, mm-hmm. which was very nice to witness. And I've heard many people say that about mom and dad. Yeah. What, can you help me understand when you said it was hard to hold up to their standard? What, is, what do you mean by that? Well, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really thinking about 
in in your marriages or mm. in your relationships when you would see, you know, what their relationship was. I and see. It, you know, you kind of uh, it was was you had to go really. You had to reach real high to try to meet their standards. Yeah, they, they, they definitely set the bar high with respect to relationships and their own marriage, for sure. How long? I can't remember. How long were they married? Like 75? Married 73, 73 years. 73 years. Yeah. Oof, I will crazy. have to say, and, and I I mean, this is just my opinion, but yeah. after after my father passed, I, I realized how spoiled my mother was because dad was very, very easygoing Mm -hmm. and he would, he would do anything that she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And the thing was, he wouldn't do it begrudgingly. Mm -hmm. He would do it and he would have as much fun as as she had and she would have as much fun as he did. Mm -hmm. But, um, but we, I was pretty, I was pretty surprised. Yeah. uh, You know, I think he catered to her even a little bit more than what we realized. <laughs> mm, yeah, he, he probably did. Yeah, I can remember. I mean, gosh, we all have so many memories when you have someone in your life for that long. I mean, just sort of the the memory of him driving grandma to whatever store she needed to go to. And he would either sit on a bench holding her purse or sit in the car. <laughs> holding her yes, purse. exactly. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he. He did love his Eileen, right? As he and, used to yeah, call and as her. As he got older, he, he would take a book with him. Yeah. And yeah. He, he would sit in the car and read his book. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, so, you know, she, she, she babied him too. I mean, oh, she, yeah. She took, she took care of him. I don't absolutely. Mean it, I don't mean it was one Oh, side, no, <laughs> definitely. Oh, yeah. She definitely took. I mean, in her heyday, she made sure he had a dessert, a delicious, sweet dessert every night and oh, took yes. care of him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's that's why they worked so well, right? They took care of each mm-hmm. other. So, exactly. so something, and I'm sure you remember hearing about it, Mom, on the podcast. Something we talk about often, especially I guess as educators, for sure. Um, we see, you know, just like in your neighborhood that you described. I bet that um, you know your cousins, and and I know because I know your sisters and brother that, you know, like classrooms, there's a diversity of individuals that are in your family and in your neighborhood. And I'm wondering, do you remember, or can you think about like, you know, how, how did grandma and grandpa sort of navigate the differences within their family? Cause certainly like you and your sisters were not, you know, identical in interests and, and needs. And of course your, your brother. So I'm wondering, you know, were there certain things that you noticed that they did to make each of you feel uniquely, you know, a part of the family? Well, I think they did that with everybody, not just with, mm. with their children. Mm-hmm. I think they had, did have a way that they could really listen to mm. um, people and, and they could find goodness in whatever their interest was. They, yeah. could, you know, they, they were interested and, it, you know, they were very good about that. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I, I don't know about you growing up. I don't know how grandma was. I'd love to hear your, your thought on this, but I was always amazed that she would, she had, and the Downies really have the gift of gab, right? She could, she could Mm -hmm. talk forever. And yet she also was a really good listener. And I just wonder, did you notice that also growing up both of those things? Well, you know, I didn't really, as at a young age, notice that. Yeah. But um, but as I became a teenager and, and older, mm-hmm. then then I really did start. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Like that. It's kind of interesting mm-hmm. how she was able to find that balance of, because she like all of us. I mean, like like all of us in the family, I feel like we have the gift of gab for sure, but also good listeners. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, she definitely was a good listener. Oh yeah. And that, that was they both were. Yeah. For and sure. I guess that was one thing that really did help them in their marriage mm-hmm. was because they, they didn't mm. listen, to, listen to each other. Yeah, I think that's true. That's, that's a really, yeah, I think that's a lesson we can all take from their relationship is that they did listen to each other for sure. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But they were, yeah. and, but they were strict. <laughs> and I, I don't think, I don't think any of the grandchildren realized that because boy, she had us to, like us lined up. Really? And, uh, oh yes, yes, 
Yeah, what do you oh, mean yeah. lined up? What do you mean lined up? Well, things had to be done at her time, mm. you know, now. You yeah. Know, when, when, whatever we were supposed to be doing, it had yeah. to be done now and, in her way and mm-hmm. in her order. Mm-hmm. And, hmm. uh, that sounds yeah. sort of familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Well, you know what? Years ago, I remember saying to one of my aunts, we're talking about my mother's mother. Uh-huh. And um, she made the comment that um, my grandmother wasn't wasn't really that affectionate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was shocked. I was so surprised. Uh-huh. And because she definitely was with me and I uh-huh. knew she was with the other grandchildren. And I said to this aunt, well, I don't understand what you're talking about. Grandma uh-huh. was you know, she was very loving with all of us. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, well, she was loving with grandchildren, but really not with her. Own. <laughs> and I, thought, I thought, you know, maybe that's why mom was so strict. Of course, after I had children of my own, then I understand mm-hmm. that, you know, you have so many things on your plate as a parent. Yes. That you're trying to relay to them absolutely so you don't you don't do the hugging and the kissing and as much as you should (laughs) yeah much as much as you wish you had Mm. well maybe that's why you have other people too in the family right to help out with that with that love and affection as well so yes oh yeah I that's That's so interesting yeah, that's so interesting to think about the strictness because I feel like and the sort of particularness of things because I feel like you've carried a little bit of that with you into our family, <laughs> and I've definitely carried a little bit of that into my family, Your right? Family. So yeah, mm-hmm. of course. So yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. So you brought up you brought up being a parent and sort of you know understanding perspectives and you know this idea that I I completely agree with you. It's like you've got sort of the logistics of of holding everything up and balancing everything, and then teaching lessons and loving on them and taking care of, right. It's a lot to do. And so yes, I, I think I know the answer to this, but I just, I just really want to hear um, from you and for our audience to hear sort of, did you always know you wanted to be a parent? Oh, uh, you know, I, I don't think I really did. We got married pretty young. I mean, I was 20 when yeah. I got married and I definitely was not thinking of being a parent. Mm. Um, and and certainly in high school, it wasn't a thought of mine. Uh-huh. What I really wanted to do was work. I wanted to make really okay. And oh, makes I money. worked. I worked at, at least two or three years um, where I had to get a worker's permit. Mm-hmm. So I was fairly young. Yeah, I worked. I worked in a in a uh, jewelry store. Mm. My cousin Margaret worked there. Okay. And like around Christmas or in mm-hmm. the summer, I would pick up jobs there for for a couple of years. When you were in high school, when I when I was in high school, okay, yes. okay. So um, and and I I did take a couple do- jobs, uh, waitressing, and and I, I loved I loved it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what I that's what I really wanted to do. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and just mm-hmm. and just for some perspective, because this always blows my mind. Um, when I think about it, um, is when you said you were 20, when you got married, um, the other thing that, that our audience should realize is that, um, and I think I'm getting this right. My dad graduated from college and I was born a couple of weeks later or vice versa, which is it? Well, he graduated you, first you, and then I was you born. You were actually, you were actually born a few, a little bit, a few days before. Before. Yeah. So, yeah, so imagine, before. you know, dear listeners, imagine like, and I can't because I <laughs> graduating from college and your graduation gift being a brand new baby, baby like, baby. right. Whew, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I was nowhere near ready when I graduated from college. That's why it's like, mind mind blowing to me so so like thinking about those moments mom what was it like for you being a new parent I mean you already talked about how high the bar was from grandma and grandpa so like you you were you your goal was to work and make some money and here you find yourself you know at a very young age with a newly graduated husband and a parent like what was that like for you it was very scary Mm. it was very scary I can remember that my first thought 
when I was holding you in the hospital was, I'm going to have to feed this child <laughs> for this child. <laughs> And they're letting me take this child out of the hospital with no instructions. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that funny? Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. But but we went, uh, we went to mom and dad's Mm -hmm. and we stayed there for two weeks and Mm -hmm. every morning was like Christmas morning. (laughs) It it was, it was wonderful. We, we just, we had such a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good. Isn't it but funny? It is, go ahead. It, go ahead. It, it, it is funny that, you know, I really wasn't that interested in having a baby. And I mm-hmm. can remember I had my best friend, Edna, mm-hmm. um, got married like a year and a half or two years before me. Uh-huh. And um, so she was very young. Yeah. And, um, and I can remember they really wanted to have a baby. And I was getting ready to get married. And I kept thinking, why? Why would they? Why would they ever want to have a baby? <laughs> and then, of course, a year later, I was interested. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. It's so it's so funny. I love. I mean, I love hearing you. I mean, I'm sorry that you were nervous, but I love, and I also love. It heartens me to hear you say, "How are they letting me take this baby home without instructions?" <laughs> I feel like I said a similar thing because because. I, I'm not going to say that you're spoiled in the hospital because, you know, you still have to get up with the baby and you're still responsible, but there's something about having nurses around and people. Oh, to show yes. you. And, then, and then they're like, well, do you have your car seat with you? I'm like, yep. Okay, go. There you go. <laughs> you go. <laughs> like, and, and when you were born, we didn't have the babies in our room. So oh, it oh, was more right. of a vacation. Oh, you're right. The babies the babies were in a nursery and they would bring the babies to you at feeding time. Got it. But other than that, you, you know, you, you didn't have the babies. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause I definitely didn't sleep, especially when the twins were born because they didn't get up at the same time. So I felt like I was still sleep deprived, but just felt like I had, (laughs) I had backups if I needed her, you know, so it wasn't Mm -hmm. as panicky. So I'm curious, like you kind of talked a little bit about, um, how scared you were. I'm just wondering when you, you, you know, you got me home, you got settled. I'm, I can guess knowing you, how I do that. You've got yourself in a routine and a rhythm because you're, you're really good at scheduling and keeping it, keeping on task. Like what was hard? What was easy in those first couple of years? Do you remember? Well, I think what was hard in the very beginning for me was, um, I wasn't working mm. and I was used to working and your father had just started a new job mm-hmm. and he was traveling a lot. Mm. So I was left, you know, with you and, mm-hmm. and no work. So it was, it was hard to, I mean, I was very good, like you said, at, yeah. at being organized and, you know, being in a routine, yeah. but I did, I did miss, you know, working and, and mm-hmm. being home. Yeah. Yeah. All, all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what yeah. what came easy or or naturally for you? you well, think? I guess the the easy part was that I was a very organized. Mm-hmm. I am a very organized. Yeah, person. you still are. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say I still am. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, well, it's just one thing. Some it's just you know some people just have to are. Yeah, that's who they are. And, Absolutely. And I'm one of those kinds of people. Yeah, it's I, I can function better when I'm organized. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's great. And it's I mean, it served you well, you know, because you as it, not even but as also also as a grandmother, you know, when you come and visit I mean, we have a 10 year old and twin six year olds. So mm-hmm. for many people, that's seems like chaos. And I'm always so impressed and amazed that you just sort of you know, you, you get them in a routine, you got things to do and they're happy to follow along usually right. with that, with that schedule. Yes. So it yeah. definitely, well, they, yeah. they get used to your schedule. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it works. Yeah. So you mentioned, you described the feeling of belonging and being together as a family and supporting each other, you know, even though you would get on each other's nerves, you would support each other in your own family. <laughs> so I'm wondering as you became a parent and thought about your parents, right? Like I'm sure 
my guess is, and I don't want to make assumptions is you started noticing things, you know, about your parents as a parent, right? All of a sudden you have this different perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, how did belonging show up for you in your new family? Like your, you know, your married, your married family and your, and your new baby, like, what did that, how did that look to you? Well, I, I also think we copied what mom, we saw what mm -hmm. mom and dad did. And of course your father's family, um, you know, I'm sure he did the same thing, mm -hmm. but I always felt like we were very supportive. The four of us mm -hmm. were yeah. very supportive of each other. And mm -hmm. I mean, you were very, you and Joey too, were yeah. in a lot of sports mm -hmm. and we all went to, you know, everything that you yeah. did. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm, mm -hmm. I remember Joey being on the sidelines of many a sporting event or, or supporting yeah, him. He, he got yeah. a, got a ba baseball bat. Oh, yeah. Space <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> when he was the uh, softball games. Yeah, he was like the what do they call that? The ball, the ball boy or the bat boy? I forget. Yes. He was working. Yeah, bat boy. Was bat bat boy. boy. Yeah, the bat boy. Mm, I do remember. Somebody that. was practicing a swing. I do remember. And yeah, I remember who it was too. Game. I don't want to, you know. Do you yeah. remember who it was? I remember who it was. Dana Pegano. Do you remember? Oh, oh no, I didn't. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. I yeah. 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 And and we all golfed. We golfed together. That's true. We, yeah, we did a lot of things. And in fact, mom and dad went roller skating with all of us. Do you remember that when they did that? When they went, were we at a roller rink or outside yes. at a roller yes. rink? I mean, at I remember roller going rink. roller skating many, many mm -hmm. times. So that was yeah. definitely a. Well, one, I, I can remember one time in particular mm. uh, that. Um, they they went with us and I'll tell you why I remember it. It was funny. We were in it was this a, a rink in Pasadena. It was one where Uncle Bear worked and mm -hmm. the girls were taking I remember taking that lessons. lessons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we all got that we all went, the whole family. And uh, your father really wasn't a skater. No. And he was <laughs> he was hanging on to the bar all the way around the around the rink. And a girl came up next to him and said, hey, Joe. And it was a girl we went to high school with. <laughs> and she said, do you come here every week? And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> As he was hanging on to the bar. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for our audience, just to give you some context, and um, I don't think he'd mind me saying this, my dad had no business on blades or skates or, or wheels. Yeah. Blades and wheels. Yeah. No, never. Yeah, but, but at least he was a good sport to try. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Yes, it was. So um, I wanted to fast forward a little bit um, through the years and sort of, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to come together and this, have this conversation was to talk about our relationship. And, you know, I had I had asked you, I think on the phone one day, if you'd be willing to come on the podcast and talk about our journey together, because I felt strongly. And I think after speaking with you, we both felt strongly that, you know, ours is there's, there's a lot in our story that is universal. Um, there's a lot in our story that I th we, I think, um, that people, our audience will, you know, appreciate hearing. And, and I think there are some lessons learned. So, um, I just, I really want to, and I think, as I said, in the beginning of the podcast, mom, we haven't ever really talked about this short of the prep session we did. So I really, as right. a, you know, selfishly also wanted to just talk because, you know, I make assumptions, you make assumptions. And the one thing I said to you is that my experiencing of the different experiences are through my eyes. So like I could only sort of assume things about you and your experience based on your reactions. And I'm, and I'm certain that I got those wrong sometimes. And so I wanted to, I wanted to have a conversation with you about it. And so I think the first question I want to ask, and it's a big one, and, and I'm happy to also answer the question is I'm just curious, like, how would you describe or characterize our relationship through the years? That's a big question. I know. So, but like, you know, how would you describe it? Well, it, it depends on the age too. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, through the through those 
until the teens, uh, every everything's pretty pretty good. Yeah. But then as you as you get your start getting your own opinions, <laughs> which you'll know when your kids start getting their own opinions, yeah. <laughs> you will hate you'll hate that part of it. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, then things get a little bit different because then you have you have a, a parent and a child situation and then mm-hmm. you have a, a mother and a daughter situation going mm-hmm. on at the same time yeah but but for me for for most of the time I thought we had a pretty good relationship mm-hmm. yeah 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 I mean I think I think that's a good sort of characterization it does it does sort of depend on where in the journey you are right because different things are happening and one thing I really appreciated about our prep session is you reminded me that the relationship is, is not just, you know, it's, it's, it's multifaceted because it's a, a, an individual going from, you know, a kid to a teenager to a young adult. So there's all that development just individually. And then yes. there's the, I think there's a sort of, um, you know, woman to woman kind of dynamic there. And then there's also the mother daughter dynamic there. So it's, it's, you know, beautiful and complex and complicated and all, all of those things. And, and I guess if I had to characterize our relationship, I would, you know, I would say, especially looking back, I would say, um, complicated, loving, difficult, like all of, right. There's not one word that I can use to describe it. And when I say difficult, I don't, I just want to be clear to my audience. I'm not saying my mother was difficult. I'm saying that it was difficult in, in moments, probably because of both of us. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. This absolutely. isn't, this isn't a blame game. This is just the reality. I don't, I don't think it's unusual. For, yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. think this happens in all families. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it, I'm so glad you said that because I think that's something I'm starting to recognize is that it isn't that unusual that it would be mm-hmm. rocky. Now I will be honest. And my audience knows like me coming out maybe is, I don't know, maybe it's not as unusual anymore, but I mean, I think that's sort of one of the, you know, a difference perhaps in, in the dynamic, but even without that, there's, all, I feel like there's always something, what I'm learning with, with our kids is like, mm-hmm. our kids can be, you know, they just, they're their own people. And with, with your own people come all sorts of, you know, challenges and excitement and, and joy. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're coming out did, did start changing everything, did, yeah. did change the dynamic of our relationship. Yeah. But, um, but we don't know what every family has something, right. as you were saying, Absolutely. Everybody, every family has something yeah. that they have to rethink and adjust to. Yeah, and, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm wondering, like, and I know we had talked about this in the prep session, my coming out journey, you know, took some time, it was it was a process. And so I'm wondering, you know, I had my notions of what I thought it was like for you, because I, what I saw at the time when I came out was upset. You know, we argued a lot. Um, there was a lot of hurt. And so that's my interpretation of the experience. And so I'm wondering, what was it like for you what, to have your daughter, you know, coming out? It was very confusing because mm-hmm. uh, we would we would think that we understood what was going on, and then you would do something or say something that would make us think we were wrong. Mm. And so we were trying to adjust, and then um, then we were back to the mm-hmm. same same place we had started. We, yeah, we, we, it was very confu- It was very confusing. Yeah. And and it's also you, you also have worries about it if it is if if she is uh coming out. Um you know what what is this going to mean for her down the road? Mm-hmm. Is she going to be safe in this world? Mm-hmm. And um and we know people can be very hurtful and mm-hmm. So there was a concern over that, how other people would accept you into their life. Yeah. Yeah. I I wondered, and again, I I know we talked a little bit about this during the prep session. One thing I always, you know, when, when I did finally come out and, 
you know, the conversation would come up with, you know, a friend about how it was with your family. My, my response typically was that, you know, there was upset and, you know, unhappiness and it was mostly because of your faith. Right. I remember mm-hmm. I shared that with you and that I thought, yes. I really thought that, you know, cause I, I would say my mom, <clears throat> you know, is this gender generous, loving, kind person and her faith is what's keeping her from understanding this. And, and I don't know what, what's your response when I, when I well, say that. I, I, I have to smile when you say that, because it was my faith that I felt like helped me yeah. to get over that. Mm. And so it wasn't, didn't have, it didn't have, for me, it didn't have anything to do mm. with my faith. Yeah. So what do you, so if, cause, cause I guess, so just for some background, I mean, the reason I said that is because we grew up in, you know, a middle-class predominantly white, I don't know. Do you think it's fair to say conservative? I mean, conservative oh, church. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's fair yeah. to characterize mm-hmm. that conservative. And so yes. that was my mm-hmm. automatic assumption was that, you know, and, and to be honest, and you've said this too, is the church wasn't, you know, um, I guess was against, you know, gay marriage and baptizing children of gay couples. I mean, you even shared with me, right. The one instance. exactly. Yeah. And so that's, that's really where my thinking came was that being a part of this church was, was the, was sort of the, the challenge here. So I guess, can Mm -hmm. you say more? Well, you know, I, I, I've thought about that. And the only thing I can really come up with, with is I grew up in a church that many of us were related Mm -hmm. in the church. Mm -hmm. There was the Evangelical United Brethren Church, Mm -hmm. which eventually became the United Methodist. Is that it? Is that Emmanuel, the one in? Yes. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Evangelical. It was, it was a Evangelical United Brethren. Okay. But then it became a United Methodist Church. Got it. Mm -hmm. And I grew up with a young man who was gay Mm -hmm. in that church. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I love this, this young man, mm-hmm. he was a very good friend of mine. And it just never, ever occurred to me that there was anything wrong mm-hmm. with that. He was mm-hmm. a good person. Mm-hmm. He was very talented. He really helped us in our youth fellowship. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it just never occurred to me mm-hmm. that it would be condemned uh, by God. Mm. And so, so it's I, like, I think that's yeah. why. Yeah. That, that's the only thing I can think of is that's yeah. why. And, and my parents never were very critical of, of you mm. know, people. So, mm-hmm. um, never really. I honestly. didn't hear, I didn't hear bad things in my home. Yeah. Anything like that. Yeah. So, what do you think? this is so, I mean, our audience can't see it, but I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of blown away. Cause right. This is, cause I really, that was, I was sure that's what it was, right. That it was about the Christianity uh-huh. side and the church and, and, you know, I think you can see where I was connecting the dots. Um, oh, and, absolutely. and yet still be completely wrong, which is, which is why one of the reasons we want to have this conversation. And so I guess I'm just wondering, Cause look, like we both admit this was not, this was a really rocky patch for us. <laughs> like, oh yeah. This was a, this was a, a patch, a rocky patch that went on for many, many years. Yeah. Many years and, and, and included, you know, we and, and we're this. still, we're still working yeah, on it. I mean, absolutely. It's, it's, it's not something that, Mm-mm. that we're, you know, we're never going to have to work on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we had moments of where we both realized, you know, that, there was going to be some separation, right? We had to take a break. We really, mm-hmm. um, because we, we weren't helping each other. We weren't being positive with each other and it was better to be apart for a little while just to sort of figure things out. So I'm really wondering like what, like what was hard for you? Like what were the worries? What was hard that, that sort of contributed to this rockiness we're describing for you? Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, just, just, to have it come out with family and mm. what, what the reaction of everyone was going to be, friend, close friends. Mm-hmm. And um, it was hard for me to start 
telling people. And I, I, I had my sister, I had one of my sisters had recommended mm-hmm. that I do. And this might sound a little funny, but um, one day I, I was in Florida and there was a gentleman in front of me and the two young girls were waiting on him. And as it turned out, I, I realized he was gay. Mm. And they were saying something about, um, well, wouldn't you know it, all the good looking ones around <laughs> here are gay. And, um, and it, it opened up a conversation with me, for, mm. with, for me, with them. And uh-huh. I told them that I had a daughter who, who was gay. Really? And yes, yeah. That was that was one of the first times I did because mm. Rob, my sister Robin said, I think you should try to tell, you know, just tell people that mean nothing, to, you know, don't really aren't a big part of your life. And mm-hmm. or people, you know, you don't just look for occasions where mm-hmm. you can do that. And uh, and she was right. I, I could not move on it as quickly as as she would have liked me to, I'm yeah. sure. And yeah. or as quickly as I think she probably would have. Mm. What did it but, feel like? What did it feel like for you to say it to somebody? You know what? It was it was okay. It was mm. okay in that situation. Mm. And then when I when I did start telling it, the first person I talked to, I told, was um, my neighbor, mm. my next door neighbor, mm-hmm. and um, and I was very worried about telling her. Mm-hmm. And when I did her reaction was so wonderful hmm. that it was, it was great. And so every time, in fact, I never told anybody that I did get a bad reaction hmm. about. And um, so it, it did help. It did help. The more I could be open with it, it did yeah. help. Hmm. So Unfortunately, and I think you and I had talked about this, had you and I been talking more along yeah. the way and, yeah. And the example of me not being able to tell it is part of the problem. Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, yeah, we both, we said in the prep session that uh, if we had just like taken a moment and had more conversations, right. Cause I, I, I mean, I, for lots of reasons that, you know, you, you mentioned, and I also mentioned, like, I wasn't, I, I, I know it'll be hard for like my students to understand this or for people listening, but like, I wasn't a good talker when I was a teenager and a young adult, I just didn't have the, I just didn't like I, you know, and, and I think, you know, you had your own reservations around this topic in particular. And so those two things put together meant that instead of talking to each other, you know, we were upset and mad and all those things that make yes. it complicated. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, and obviously I wasn't either, uh, you know, a good talker. With yeah. It. You know, I guess I just wanted to keep it, keep it low. And, you know, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't want to push you into something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I get it. So the other thing you mentioned when we were talking previously that I wanted to revisit and, and share because I thought it was really powerful is you mentioned and I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm going to paraphrase it, you'll so you'll have to correct me and use, use your words is you talked a little bit about, um, almost like when, when I came out, part of it was like mourning your own expectations or, or wishes. And so can I, that I'm not getting that exactly right, but that's sort of what you talked about. Um, you know, yes. Can, yeah, yes. And, um, you know, I, what I was saying was you, I had the feeling that I had to bury Mm, the dreams, the hopes and the dreams that I had unconsciously really mm-hmm. for the most part yeah. had already formed for you. Mm. you know, I, and, I, and I think probably most parents do that. You, you have these thoughts in your mind of what's going to happen in this child's life. And, yeah. and, and it was, it was like a death. It was mm. like a death of trying to um, bury what you were expecting and so that you could embrace what was going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so interesting. And it, I just appreciate that you're being honest about that. Cause it really brings, it just brings perspective to that Rocky experience, right? That I think it's, it's funny because it, 
it's similar to, you know, talking about becoming a parent and having so much to juggle, right. Is what you were talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. and this is a perfect example is like, I think, um, that we as human beings forget that while we are grappling with each other around a particular topic, we're also having internal grapplings, so to speak. Right. So it's like, how do you manage your own feelings and internal questions and conflicts? Then you're having to manage it with somebody else. Like it's, it's a lot of layers. It's a lot. It's It's a a lot lot of layers. And I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you had this experience with grandma, with your mom, I've definitely had it with you, which is, I think as a, as a, you know, an adult much later, I'm recognizing that like, in the moment that I came out and in that journey for those many years, it was impossible for me to see you as anyone, but my mom, like I forgot Mm -hmm. that you are also an individual, an adult developing and, and growing and changing and learning too. Right. It was like, my mom is mad about this. My mom is this not, you know, that you're a human. So I don't know if you've ever had, if you've ever had that, like oh, abs- absolutely. the moment. Yeah. I don't you think every, everyone does. It's, I think it's a part of growing. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a part of your life growing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, I know, you know, the reason, one of the reasons we, I wanted to bring this topic up is around the, the idea of belonging. And I, I, you know, we, you and I talked a little bit about how, you know, I didn't really know the word gay or think I was gay really in high school. Now, looking back, I, I think like, how did I not know that this was so obvious, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, but I didn't. And yet I did, you know, getting into belonging, I did have a sense that something was different, right. That, that, you know, I, the connections I wanted to make or couldn't make or did make were, were different in ways that I couldn't put my finger on. And so, I, I just wonder, like, I think I asked you this in the prep session, like if you could go back and, and change something, is there anything you would change or do differently, like a, around this whole sort of journey we've had? Oh yeah. I, I think I would try to do things differently. Mm. I think I would try to talk, talk more. Mm. I, I think I, I would, you know, I, I almost wish I had been more like a grandmother. Mm. I mean, I know that's not always the best way, probably. Mm. What do but, you mean by what do you mean? What well, would that what would know, that look like? Well, well, like being a grandmother is there's no work or worry or mm. um, it, it's all fun. We're never <laughs> mad at each other. <laughs> You know, yeah. we get along, we get along with everything because, yeah. because you don't have all those other deep uh-huh. concerns. I mean, I, you are concerned about yeah. your grandchildren. I don't of course. But yeah. as a day, da- as a dailiness, mm-hmm. daily part of your life, you're not. Yeah. And, and you're not doing every, you know, 50 million other things for mm. that, that child um, that you did with your own children. So yeah. Mm. I, I wish I wish I could have been, or I wish I had been. I don't know if that's possible to do that. I did know people that I thought, um, oh, you know, they really have fun with their kids. Mm-hmm. But then, but then I also thought, you know, I'm not their best friend. Mm. I shouldn't be their best friend. Yeah, I'm there to help guide mm-hmm. them and advise them, and you know. Not supposed to be their girlfriends. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, that's so. That's really um, insightful of you, though, to think about the sort of persona of a grandmother, right? Because as I was listening to you speak, it was making me wonder if, you know, we talked earlier about because you had said that your 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 aunt said that your grandmother was not as loving with her kids. And that was Uh surprising to you. And then I said, well, maybe that's why you have multiple family members around, right? A different. And so maybe similarly, you know, that grandmother persona, I don't know, maybe it's another dimension of belonging, right? In the sense that like, what we have to remember is we either need to call on our grandmotherness when we need that, that, that Mm -hmm. sense of belonging, that piece of it, or 
you know, I think in some ways, you know, grandmom for me was also another support, right. In a, in a different way, in a very different way. And we had different Mm -hmm. conversations. Um, but I've said to you and on the podcast, like, I really do think, you know, one of the great gifts that your parents gave their grand grandkids was their time and attention. Um, which to me meant everything that even in the diversity of grandchildren they had, because we all do such different things, they made time for all of us and we were all their favorite in, in a way, right? Like, you know, and so, um, to me, that's, that's another way that you're building belonging in a family, right? Is, Mm -hmm. is being seen for you. And it was time, it was time, um, together with Mm -hmm. the whole family and it was time separate with with all of their grandchildren yeah absolutely absolutely yeah it's funny Mm -hmm. I mean the other thing I'm recalling from our our prep conversation that I want to make sure we we share is you know I you know as you know I define and and the definition belonging is, is really about you know feeling a part of the space and being seen And I, at times really didn't feel like I was seen. And I don't know if you remember from our preparation, you said, you said to me, um, when I asked you, you thought that I was gay much earlier, that you actually were mm -hmm. seeing it. (laughs) Oh, yes. I don't know that you, I don't know that you even remember your first year in college, you were seeing someone. A therapist? You mean uh-huh. a therapist? Yeah, I do yes. remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I, I went to see her. I remember. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I so do. So you knew you you probably knew then because I asked her. Oh, you did? I did ask her. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely was. Str- I was definitely struggling then. Tr- questioning. Uh-huh. I don't know. Struggles yeah, a word, but yeah. questioning. Yeah. And she wouldn't. She wouldn't tell me. Yeah. And um. But she she said, I will I will tell you that it is it is a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and the only thing I asked her to do, because this was something else I knew, about, I, I knew that you were upset about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was worried that you would hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, I she said she said she couldn't give me the information because yeah. um you know, it was private. Yeah. Patient client. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I said, well, you know, I am her mother and, um, you know, we are paying for her to go to the school (laughs) by the way. And, um, (laughs) I said, but if you thought for, for any reason whatsoever, if you thought she was in any kind of danger or upset, she said, I would definitely notify you if I thought that. Yeah. Which I, which I appreciated. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, yeah. It's just, I I just think it's a, this conversation is a good reminder that, you know, this, again, we keep, we started off the describing of our journey as complex and complicated and dynamic. And I think like this relationship, so is the definition of belonging, right? That like a layer mm-hmm. of belonging is family connection and having support within the family and then also being seen by your family and your friends. And and another layer is having the ability or maybe a strategy, having the ability to communicate all of that in a really hard mm-hmm. situation. And, you know, that to me, that was the hardest part of that, right? Was I just wasn't ready or couldn't for whatever reason communicate and it's I don't know it's kind of interesting yeah neither of us could um neither of us could but another part of belonging is to know that that's going to happen and Mm. you have to be patient and with each other and understand that we're all dealing with not only this together but with our own personal yeah feelings about it and and other things too yeah yeah creating I mean, you know, it's talking about creating that space for the work to be done individually and together. And I just don't think, I mean, look, let's be honest, mom, like people weren't talking about belonging the way they're talking about it now either. Right. Like we, exactly. we, we didn't have the skills 
partly because of our personalities and upbringing. And we also didn't have the skills because, you know, Brene Brown wasn't podcasting about it. She wasn't writing books about it. There weren't articles being written by, you know, in the Harvard Business Review about the importance of this. So there's also that, right? <laughs> like, exactly. exactly. We've learned, we've all learned a lot through the years as a society and as individuals. And so um, it brings me to a curious question, which is what do you think the turning point was for us? Or do you even think there was a turning point? Maybe you don't agree with the problem. Well, I think, I don't think there, I think there was uh, more than one turning point mm. for us. I mean, I know, I, I, I've told, shared this with you before. Um, I never, ever had a time when I thought we weren't going to work, wait, mm. make our way through this. I thought we would always have a relationship. Yeah. Uh, was, was it going to be the relationship I was hoping for? I wasn't wasn't really sure about it yeah but I never believed that we would um our relationship would be broken Mm. I never believed that yeah yeah that's I was but yeah go ahead when you think when you think about it we were dancing with discomfort then (laughs) yes we were (laughs) we just didn't know it (laughs) we just didn't know it is right (laughs) good shameless plug that's my mom yay plug in the book yeah I mean I was I I have to say like I mean I appreciate what you're saying and it makes total sense given what you shared earlier about your own family and your upbringing and your values because I definitely if I'm being honest I worried that, you know, we weren't gonna come back mm-hmm. together. I, I don't know if I really believed it, but definitely in the, in the moment I, I thought to myself and I shared with you, it's, what is it going to be like not to have, you know, my parents at the ready, right. As a part of my, I had to start, I was really starting to think about family in a different way. Right. Cause I didn't think we were going to come back together. So, yeah, I don't know when I, even when I said the question out loud about a turning point, I don't think there's just like the journey is a long journey. I think the turning is also long, right? Like, I mean, I've heard, I've heard people say things about like fitness, right? You, you didn't get unhealthy or overweight overnight. And so you can't expect the sort of road back to healthiness to be overnight, right? It's a, it's a long sort of process. And so, um, I think it's, I think it's a life life process. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I think it's a lifelong process. And I think as life has unfolded for us in really joyful and really hard ways, I think those have also served, they've definitely served me to realize that like communicating and being honest about things is, is way better, even, even with the hard conversations, right? I think that for me, and I wonder what your opinion is, for me, the difference in our sort of later years journey has been it's not that things have been smooth sailing because like life is just bumpy. It just is like that. That's, Mm -hmm. that's the good, like bumpy is okay. Right. Like that's, that's part of it. I think the difference for me has been that I'm in, I am, gosh, we're going to say it again. I am dancing with the discomfort. Like I am, (laughs) I'm, I am, I'm embracing that sometimes we're going to argue and you're going to say what you need to say. I'm going to say what I need to say. And then we're going to have a whatever, you know, little bit of time apart. And then we, we get back together, right? Like it's just, it's just part of it. It's not the end all be all right. It's not binary. Cause I think as a young person, for me, it was, you either have a really good relationship or you have a bad relationship, right? It was so binary. And as an, as, a, as an older adult, it's like, it's all gray. Like at the end of the day, it's not one or the other. It's both. It's, and, and you've heard me talk about on the podcast with Brianne, it's yes. And right. It's never, it's not either, or it's yes. And, and so mm-hmm. for me, that's been the, the insight is that the goal isn't yes or no right or wrong, good or bad. It's living life and living it with integrity and love and honesty. And that that means you are going to get hurt, right? You are going to hurt each other's feelings. You're going to get mad at each other. And you're also going to love and share joy and all the wonderful things that come with that. I don't know. What do you think? I agree. I think you have to, we have to realize that we're not going to agree on everything. Yeah. (laughs) And, and that's okay. Yeah. 
everybody yeah. can have, everybody can have their their own opinion and and still belong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I can support you in your support you in having your own opinion about yeah. things. Yeah, and I should I should be happy about that. Yeah, that you are thinking things through enough that yeah. you are forming your own opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. I think that's that's definitely one of the differences, right? Is that th- that dynamic sense of belonging is allowing that disagreement that that's just and we have and look, you know, my mom and I want to be perfectly clear. We definitely don't agree on everything. <laughs> like, oh no. Um <laughs> and we're both we're both strong-willed, we're both stubborn. We both think we're right a lot of the time. Um, So that in itself welcomes disagreement. And sometimes we just, we, we say it lovingly and jokingly, we agree to disagree, right? Like, um, and, and that's okay. And I think that's, that is part of belonging is finding that space where it's okay that the goal isn't to convince the person of that you're right or that they're wrong. It's just that I mean, I think at the end of the day, when I think about my own kids, like I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? Like nurturing and developing them into independent, you know, thinking, Mm -hmm. strong thinking, you know, so that they do have their own opinions. Right. And I would imagine that at the end of the day, that's what you and dad wanted for me and Joe. Exactly. Right? That's what you think you want until, yeah. until it happens. And <laughs> it, when, when it comes real, it's a little bit harder. Right. But I will, I will say that you not only do all of that for your kids, but you do have fun with them. Yeah. And absolutely. that's one of the things I really admire about you and Susan. You, mm. you get in there and have, have fun with them. Yeah. That, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think that all goes back to what we talked about early is that earlier is I've had lots of different people in my life who have shown me all different ways to be with, with my kids, right? Like grandma and grandpa and you and dad and my aunts and uncles. And so I've hopefully, and, and Susan's parents and hopefully sprinkling a little bit of all of that, right. Creates Mm -hmm. a a good environment for them. Um, Yeah. I mean, I just, I think, how do we want to end this? I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of a good way to end it. I mean, I think the reality is what we said and uh, is that belonging is complicated. Belonging is dynamic. And to say you want to create a space um, to be seen and to be heard and to disagree is, is great. And I think we also have to remember and what I've learned from talking to you, mom, is that, you know, there's a, there's a, there are human beings involved with our own complicated pasts and baggage and pat and journeys that we bring into this environment. Right. Mm-hmm. And sure. so, and so trying to, gosh, especially as a parent, I'm just thinking as a parent or as a, you know, whether you're working at a jewelry store or a teacher that, um, we, we each really need to spend some time with our own thoughts and feelings, right. In order to mm-hmm. show up better in these spaces to, to cultivate belonging. I think that's what I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. And, and also to give each other a break. Yeah. And because we don't know what else is going on in their lives or what has gone in their lives necessarily, or what they're, th- what, what they're thinking about. Absolutely. It. And that Absolutely. was a big problem for us. Had we talked more, yeah, so yeah. that yeah. would have that would have helped, and it will it will still help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably could have mitigated a lot of hurt if we had communicated a little bit better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I think we're good. But yeah. we're, we're we're still going through a process. So yes. we have plenty of time. We have plenty of time to talk. Absolutely, and like I said, now. like who would have thought? you know, 20 years ago that one day you and I would be sitting on a recorded podcast, having this conversation, given we just said that one of our hardest things was communicating with each other. Exactly. Exactly. No, nobody, nobody that knew us would have thought this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, I think this is a very good place to, 
to end the episode. And um, I just want to thank you, mom, for coming on. I know that you were nervous about coming on and I thought it was a great conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this this is a really good, um, I feel like this is a really good sneak peek because I don't know if I've shared with you, mom, but I've been thinking for season four, I'm thinking about doing a series of podcasts with parents and talking about belonging and parenting. Um, so this is sort of a nice, um, I don't know, sneak peek of what those conversations might be. Oh, so, good. Yeah. 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 Oh. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with my mom. Um, also, I think maybe our biggest fan and, and longtime listener. So um, enjoy this. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And thanks so much for listening. Everybody take care and be well. See